Sunday, May the 20th, was Jerusalem Day, marking 45 years since Jerusalem was united as a result of the Six Days' War in June 1967. For those of us who carry the memory of that amazing phenomenon and understand the fulfilment of prophecies related to it, prophecies such as Joel chapter 3 verse 1 and Luke 21 verse 24, it's clearly and indelibly etched upon our minds. The historic announcement on the Israeli radio reminds us of this. This is Kol Yisrael, the Voice of Israel, broadcasting from Jerusalem. Wednesday, June the 7th, 1967, 4.30 p.m. The military spokesman announces, This morning the Israel Defense Forces penetrated the old city of Jerusalem. Charles Meshech has been captured. The straits are open. The Chief of Staff announces that the entire Sinai Peninsula is in Israeli hands, as is the greater part of the west bank of the Jordan, the old city of Jerusalem, Bethlehem, Hebron, and the Etzion block. The Air Force commander announces the destruction of 441 planes belonging to Egypt, Syria, Jordan, and Iraq. This is Paul Billington bringing you this week's edition of the Bible in the News. Jerusalem Day, May the 20th, began what we might well now call Jerusalem Week. It began with a speech by Benjamin Netanyahu when he said, Israel will continue to build and develop the capital city of Jerusalem. Speaking from an ammunition hill, Jerusalem, he said, We will protect Jerusalem, because Israel without Jerusalem is like a body without a heart, Netanyahu said. On this hill, 45 years ago, the united heart of our people began to beat again with full power. Our heart will never be divided again, he added. The prayers of generations beat in our heart. Giving up on a united Jerusalem would show weakness to our enemies, the Prime Minister explained, stating that a body that would give up its heart cannot fight for anything. IDF soldiers fought like lions 45 years ago because they were fighting for Jerusalem, Netanyahu said, and they changed history forever. Our generation has a great privilege. We saw the words of the prophets come true. The Prime Minister stated, We saw the rise of Zion, the return of Jewish sovereignty in the land of Israel, the ingathering of the exiles, and our return to Jerusalem. Speaking on the same day at the Jerusalem Day Ceremony, Israeli President Shimon Peres called for peace between nations and religions living in Jerusalem, recalling the many battles in the Holy City's history. In six days, our soldiers, with their bravery and heroism, contributed a great chapter in the history of Israel's security, Perez recounted. The quick war amazed the world. The president said Israel was not looking for war, but Arab leaders promised to bring an end to Israel, and the IDF fought three wars in six days against Egypt, Jordan, and Syria. Those who wanted to defeat us were themselves defeated, Perez explained. Here on Ammunition Hill was the battle on the first night of the war, where the historic echo that came from the prayers of our forefathers and our longing for redemption rose. Perez spoke about the 22 empires attempting to conquer Jerusalem over 4,000 years, burning its houses and taking down its strongholds. Now Israel looked for the peace that was promised to Jerusalem.
But that peace is not likely to happen yet, for on Monday, the day after Jerusalem Day, the Israeli parliament, the Knesset, passed a controversial bill with regards to settlements, including Judea and Samaria, the so-called occupied territories. The newly approved law offers a 35% tax break on donations to non-government organizations that encourage settlement anywhere in the country, including Judea and Samaria. If that isn't enough, Israeli authorities have released plans for 2,610 housing units and 1,110 hotel rooms. With the approval process going more quickly than expected, building could start later this year, creating the first new Israeli settlement in 15 years among the sprawl of modern Jerusalem that is spread out over many hills. The Yahoo News website reported that if that happens, it would effectively cut off the city's mainly Arab neighborhoods from Bethlehem in the West Bank, imperiling the Palestinians' prospect for establishing a coherent capital and with it their goal of an independent state. There is only so much territorial abuse this tortured land can take before we kill the political options of saving the two-state solution, said Daniel Siederman, an Israeli attorney who monitors urban developments in think and thinks, uh, which he thinks affects chances for peace. What is happening at Givat HaMatos is a game-changer, he said, his finger tapping a map of the area for added emphasis. Events are careering out of control. But students of the Bible know that events are not out of control. In fact, events are being controlled by the God of Israel who intends to re-establish his kingdom in the promised land. Anyone who wants to understand what lies behind all this only has to consider the prophecies referred to earlier, Joel 3, Luke 21. The prophecy of Joel says... For behold, in those days and in that time when I shall bring again the captivity of Judah and Jerusalem, I will also gather all nations and will bring them down into the valley of Jehoshaphat and will plead with them there for my people and for my heritage Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations and parted my land. So what we see happening since the uniting of Jerusalem in 1967 is God gathering all nations into the valley of judgment, for that is the meaning of the name given here. In Luke 21:24, Jesus says that this fulfills the times of the Gentiles. For he says in Revelation 16:16, 16, 16, and he gathered them, that's the nations, together into a place called in the Hebrew tongue Armageddon. Armageddon is a symbolic name, and, like Joel 3, it refers to a valley of threshing or judgment. So that is what, where events are leading. The world will become more and more hostile to Israel, and the God of Israel will judge the nations according as to how they have treated or mistreated the Jews. It is upon the ruins of the kingdoms of this world that God will establish his kingdom under the rule of Jesus Christ. Thus the kingdoms of this world will become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, Messiah, and he shall reign for ever and ever. Revelation chapter 11 and verse 15. Join us again next week for another edition of the Bible in the News, God willing.